previously on Dragon Ball Z. Goku gave Nappa some of his own medicine. And when Nappa turned his attention to Krillin and Gohan, Goku had to come to their aid using the awesome KO Ken attack. Now what? But when the state welfare workers arrived, it was every man for himself. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions, a surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, aka yeah. Crenshaw. Talk to him. So in Crenshaw, um, everybody's chilling, having a good time. Got the cars lined up. Everybody's there. Uh, we see Doughboy and Co. and Regina King, a young Regina King, right? Shout out Regina. Shout out Regina. <laughs> She's doing her thing. I, I really, I was looking at the credits and I missed what her name was. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, so they're just rapping and talking about God and all this other stuff. Just had another philosophical conversation, but it's natural. And right. it's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, they're just basically talking and all that stuff. And Doughboy is basically kind of spitting some kind of knowledge. And they're kind of all going back and forth. Um, and I guess for the Brotherhood tie, Regina King's like, why do you have to call women out of their names so much? Right. And uh, Doughboy just gives a sarcastic kind of response. Because, like, that's what you are. And she's like, man, F you and all that. Um so it kind of comes to the fact where it's like, if we're going to be brothers and sisters, brothers don't call women out their names unless it's like yeah. queen or princess or something, you know? Yeah. But it's like a female yeah. dog or a farm tool or like another thing, a hoochie. It's like, why do that? You know, it's like, why would you do that? And that malicious kind of thing. But then Doughboy's like, that's what you are. So it's like, is it is an eternal mindset as well? And we'll get to that later. We're going to cover in the future. But it's something we had to think about. It's like, is this an internal mindset? Is this something taught? Is this something given? What's <clears> given to a man that does that? What's doing things? Because Cube gets girls. He pulled out there's a... Um, Latina. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Latina woman who uh, was walking by and he got a... He, so, like, I mean, he didn't... He, he, was, he wasn't as vulgar. But, like, even today, men with that mindset whatever still get women. There is no... There isn't no public blacklist, right? So it's also kind of like, what do you do with that? And then how does it, because it's, it's systematic. You can't just, all right, one brother, but then it's just like, where is it coming from? How do we make this work? Because some women don't care. Some women do, right? Right. And then yeah. other women call each other out their names, but it's their thing. So it's like, we call each other nigga and then they call each other whatever they want to call it. But it's, for them, it's whatever. Right, we do what it's like. It, it, it gets strict. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a very great point, bro. And um, something that I also noticed as well to bring up when it comes to um, Doughboy in this movie calling you know women females bitches, you right. know, all types. So we've seen that at the cookout. All right, y'all, come and get it. Hey, why don't you act like gentlemen and let these ladies eat first? Yeah, you act like you ain't never had no barbecue before. The ladies eat. Hoes gotta eat too. Wait a minute, nigga. Who you calling a hoe? I ain't no hoe. I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> hey, hey, watch your mouth. Just playing. It, it took his mama to say, hey, bro. Hey, man, relax. But, you know, we didn't get to mention that, but, you know what I mean, Trey, again, you know, stood up and said, yo, let the women eat first when all the dudes, you know, pulled up, you know what I mean? But <laughs> so there was that, you know, so I'm sure if she didn't already have that inherent, inherently of, you know, this is not how we're going to be treated. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Trey also made an example of there are also men out here who actually do care. 
And last thing I'm going to say as well is that Regina King's character also, you know, I mean, and I know women who don't like this today, but said, why are you always calling females women or females, right? Bitches and hoes, right? To where, you know, the women I know now, you know, I mean, old, young, you know, I mean, don't appreciate the word female as it's, you know, from what I've been told, it's a base, you know, what I mean, it's a demoralization, you know, what I mean, it's, you know, what I mean, like it's being called males. But I just say that to say, you know, to where everybody in this, movie is human you know to where you can have a great point but still have other areas you need to work on mm. right so where where she's saying don't call us hoes and bitches she's still referring to women as females why are you calling us females these names over here so it's just something that i had noticed and picked up on that's but there's more to talk about in the crenshaw scene yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get into it but no that's thank you that's a that's a really good point um and time times have changed right you know that's another thing times have changed right uh, most of this stuff is timeless, but some stuff has changed, and that's one of them. Uh, so that's an interesting thing. Thank you for that. So they pull up. They uh, Tr- Trey and Ricky pull up. They you know they get recognized. Some people like they established. They got other friends. They know in the community and all that. And so they chilling. Some we philosophizing about God and all that stuff. And then the Bloods pull up, lead by Ferris, and uh, Ferris bumps into Ricky. Hey man, what's wrong with you? Fuck you looking at, nigga? I'm still trying to find out, nigga. Hold on, hold on. Oh, we got a problem here? We got a problem here? We got a problem, nigga? Oh, what up with this? Going away, nigga. Can we have one night where there ain't no fight, nobody gets shot? Shut up, bitch. Bitch, you call a bitch. Let's get that bitch out. Ferris always trying to start some shit. Nigga can't fight, so he always trying to find some excuse to shoot somebody. That's why food be getting shot all the time. Trying to show how hard they is. Ignorant. Oh, fool, shut up. You be doing that shit, too. (laughs) (laughs) And so, unfortunately, again, spoiler warning! Warning! been 30 years right and we already said last time and if you're listening to this and think we're not going to talk about the film how are we going to talk about the film and not talk about brotherhood in the film <laughs> i don't know what to tell you I, re- I really don't uh ricky steals his fate ricky steals his fate and we've seen ricky to be impulsive and sheltered and protected and that is the flaw because Ricky's pride and like this built up nature. He think he was about that life. Ricky said, and I clipped his saying, "What's up? What's up?" Like he get he get tough, and then Doughboy, who knows Ricky's like, "All right, I gotta step in." And one Listen. one of the most iconic iconic lines ever. We got a problem here. We got a problem here. We got a problem here. Do we got a problem here? <laughs> And so the Bloods, who are like outnumbered, it, it, it's a heavy crip. It's a heavy crip uh, set. Heavy crip set. They all roll up on the Bloods, and the girl who's with uh, Ferris is like, "Can we not shoot up each other?" And the Doughboy says, tells her to shut up, calls her a bitch, and then it gets heated or whatever. And then um, Ferris, they just back off, and Regina King makes they both Regina King and um, and Doughboy both foreshadow what's going on. Ferris always wants to shoot up something, and then Regina King's like he um he can't fight, so he shoots stuff up. And Doughboy's like, man, over nothing. He's gonna uh-huh. he foreshadows like he starts stuff over nothing. Someone's gonna die over this one day. I didn't realize that. <laughs> like Doughboy and Regina King both pretty much Dark. foreshadow what's gonna happen. Uh, and because Ferris is a is a busher. And a sore loser, he takes the Uzi out of his trunk and sprays in the air, and everybody flocks because we're black. So everybody flocks away and is dipping Fun fact, the golden Impala used in the movie is Ice Cube's real car at the time. 
Nice, nice. That's hot. Fun fact. It looks nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another foreshadowing as well, man. Um, shoot, when they when they're Dookie and them talking to you know what I mean Q, you know what I mean, and they they were talking about smoking people and all that type of stuff, man. Yeah, no, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Dolby was talking about Ferris. I mean, saying yeah, this that man, they want to do this, this that. And Dookie said you be on the same thing, man. And he said you're right. <laughs> you're right. So another foreshadowing of he's gonna match that energy. If he steps, we gonna step back. Saying. Which is another, uh, which is the which is the theme is that it's black on black violence. It takes two, right? Like it takes two. Like Doughboy is on Trey's friend doesn't mean he's a hero. Like they're both bad. Like the gang mentality is bad. So right. taking one side over another isn't good at all. So right. yeah, thank you for that. I forgot about that. Thank you. So Uncle Tom Part Two. Man, it's the Racism. same dude. It's I knew it was until I saw it again. It's the same dude. It's the same cop, like I said. So, Trey and Ricky, they dipping out of here. Trey's like, man, I'm sick and tired of all this stuff, man, which is understandable, right? And we'll talk about that in later episodes and stuff. But the, the stress is real, man. To get out of these uh, these dangerous neighborhoods, the stress is real. And Trey doesn't. Trey's just trying to have fun, man. Like, I, I can't imagine trying to have fun somewhere at night and then me. I got a dick because people out here get mad over nothing. Right. You bump yeah. me and I got butt like so what like? Right. I got Start punched in the face for that, but I ain't gonna get shot over that. Yeah, come on, bro. Ridiculous. Uh, and then, I was gonna say as well, you know what I mean, before we move on to, you know, the traffic stop, crazy as heck. You know, the use of guns in this movie I've noticed are a heavy set or a heavy proof of masculinity. Mm. I'm not going to say that as a law or a described set, but it's something that I noticed. You want to be tough, you got a piece on you. You know what I mean? Hold up somebody's face, they respect you now. You know what I mean? You shoot into the air, now they're going to learn. You know, so, and again, you know, I'm not saying this as an inscribed law, but, you know, if you really want to prove something in this movie, you're going to do it with a gun. You're not going to do it with your words. You're not going to do it by your actions. You have to shoot somebody or threaten to shoot them mm. in order to get your way. Mm. Yeah, touch someone else. No, that's good. Not a coming to play later. That is it. The gun is the muscle. The gun oh. is the muscle. The gun oh. is the flex. They no, fresh no, no, no. earlier with the gun, right? Doughboy flexes with the gun. Ferris flexes with the gun. And later on, the flex goes too far. Come on. Let me let me narrate this one. Let me narrate this one. <clears throat> so you know we got Trey and uh, Ricky driving down the street, and they slug bug, blue slug bug. And Trey's like, "Yo, I'm about to leave LA. I gotta get the fuck up out of here, man. I'm tired of this." Then police pull up. You got any drugs or weapons on you? No. I didn't do nothing. You think you tough? I like that. That's why I took this job. I hate little motherfuckers like you. Little niggas, you ain't shit. Think you're tough, huh? Could blow your head off with this mythos and you couldn't do shit. How you feel now? What set you from? Look like one of them Crenshaw Mafia motherfuckers. No, you probably want them rolling 60s, huh? Huh? Well, Madam 63, we have a possible 187 in Blue VW at Corno Florence in Vermont. Again, a possible 187 in Blue VW at Corno Florence in Vermont. Stay out of trouble. You gentlemen have a nice evening, man. You know, it's, it's the same duo from uh, seven years ago. You know what I mean? Black cop, white cop, got Mr. Uncle Tom. He says, yo, man, shut your mouth, man. You look like one of them bloods. Now nah, you look like one of them rolling crips, man. Ooh, all up in his face, man. I can tell boys, breasts, dang, my boy, going crazy in his mouth, man. So when that happens, <laughs> he pulls out he pulls out the heater. He pulls out the heater and sticks it in Trey's face. He says, oh, you scared now, right? And when we was talking about why the cop took the job, man, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you remembered this, but when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But talking about his backstory, we got a little bit of it, but he said, this is why I took this job, man. So I can scare little niggas like you. 
And I love the fear. You scared now? You see the chair running down Trey's face. He's about to cry, understandably, because he got a gun up to his throat. But what I also notice is that the white cop and Ricky are literally just standing there. Like, I don't recall Ricky having handcuffs on or being pressed or anything, but they just standing there waiting to see what the black cop's going to do. Like, even the white partner is looking like, yo, what you going to do? He's not stopping him. You know, so that's a poor example and poor excuse of brotherhood. You know, the white cops not say, hey, man, you're taking this too far. He's just like, well, what you going to do next? As if to say, I'm going to condone this. Whatever you do next, I'm going to have to ride with you on it, which is a poor example of brotherhood. He could have killed Trey right there and they would have helped him dump the body, you know. Mm-hmm. But dude said, okay, you know, never mind. He said, y'all have a nice night. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if he said that, but, you know, he let him go. They dip out. Um, and then Trey rolls over to Brandy's no Brandy's house, yep. But anything you want to say about that scene? Right, nah, I mean, he covered it. I'm going to clip that in. Um, the white cop searches Ricky, and then they're just chilling in the background. Like, the white cop is done. Like, the white cop is like, okay, but, like, you can see the fear in Trey's face. Great. Everything. The editing, the music, the direction, the acting. Like, you can feel that fear. I felt that fear. And it's even worse when it's someone that looks like me. I mean, yeah. I felt that fear before, and that's a fear we kind of we kind of feel in one way or another, uh, and that's another brotherhood. Like that's that shared experience. Both Ricky and Trey have to take that cop thing, right? And then sometimes you have to watch your brother in pain, watch your brother um, basically become succumb to uh, the pressure, succumb to you know basically intimidation, and a lot of times you could be helpless. Um, so, yeah, so Trey goes to Brandy's house and breaks down one of the best scenes in the movie, uh, and then they, they have sex, and I didn't understand this when I first saw it, it didn't make any sense to me, but when I realized it, I realized it was vulnerability, um, and then kind of bonding over the pain, because Nia Long, you know, Brandy, kept trying to do homework, but she kept hearing gunshots, she was getting sick, and Trey was getting sick, so she realizes when Trey's vulnerable that he's real about her, and good so they eventually have sex um and yeah man like it's 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 real it's real you know it's real uh in, intimate moment um and brotherhood is also about vulnerability right uh, yeah. he's gonna be vulnerable with, with brandy uh and he was um kind of like real tired um, it's also manhood manhood is about vulnerability vulnerability is strength not weakness um, come on which is come something on. that yeah. was in the scene um, yeah but, and we uh, see, yeah, I was gonna say we see at the great lengths that um, you know the characters who usually get in the most trouble are the ones who try to hide their vulnerability the most behind weapons or behind violence or even sex. So next, what we got? What we have? All right. So later on, Trey goes to Ricky's house. Right, we're in Act Three now. Well, yeah, we skipped it, but Furious and um, Furious Yo. and uh. Angela, yeah. Furious and uh, Reva, Angela Bassett, which is Trey's mother, they meet at this like high class restaurant, and they basically talk about Trey and his future, and and she wants Trey to come live with him and everything. But Furious is like, "Look, it's late. He's grown. He can do what he wants. Like, I uh-huh. did my job. You missed out." And she's like, "Hold on, I raised him. You just did what a lot of brothers don't. And mom's been doing this at the beginning of time. Calm down. And like I said, this is Singleton acknowledging fatherhood, but not discounting motherhood." Right, I like two that. Two parent households important. The mother and the father need to work together. And Furious is like, and she's like, nah, you ain't going nowhere. He tried to, I gotta go smoke. No. Nope. No, he says, sit down. Sit down for a minute. Come on. <laughs> so it was. Man. Uh, 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 for me, the scene was, was that, but it was foreshadowing that Furious is like, I trust Trey. He's got to make his own decisions. And that's what's going to have to happen. Everything that Furies and his mother have taught him will have to culminate in soon. So we've seen <laughs> another great, nice. great form of foreshadowing, which is the battle between Trey, like, come live here, come live there. Trey's trying to make his own path and decisions where everybody's making stuff kind of for him. But it now it comes to time where Trey's going to have to decide who he wants to be. Genius. And we also acknowledge the uh, civil, the civilness of the conversation between Reva and Furious, you know, because I remember being a lot less civil, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, in my nostalgia bank. But, you know, hearing their conversation, hearing her say, yo, sit down before I make a scene. Mm-hmm. 
I helped raise him to, you know what I mean? Don't let me, don't, don't not allow me to do my job. You know what I mean? I got the boy's shoes. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm still going to be a mother to him. She said, you know, just like you said, you know, you're doing the bare minimum. You're not special. Right. Though it may seem like, you know what I mean? You're special because you are the 1% doing the bare minimum. Don't think you are. You're cute, but that don't mean you're special. And he smiles too. And that was the end of the scene. There was no screaming, no hooting, no hollering, no throwing, no dishes or nothing. That was the most, and I'd definitely say in recent media, well, I would say representation of a black couple, mm. you know what I mean? Especially parents. I'd definitely say that's the most civil thing I've seen. Mm. They smiling at the end like, yo, okay. Okay, you're right. I get you. And he even have to say that. And then the scene ends. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? It was just very, very refreshing to see that. Not for sure. All right, so I'm going to ramp this up. Trey goes to Ricky's house. The Bloods pull up, can't play chicken with Doughboy, but they dip. Uh, yeah. And so Doughboy mentions that Ferris is 27 years old, uh, which is insane, yeah. right? That older brother mentality, which was foreshadowed on Act 1, of the older prey on the young, talk right, with the football. Well, talk to him. <laughs> uh, so Dookie, so the funny, this is, this is so funny. So Trey is chilling. Dookie offers him the pacifier. And Trey's like, no. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> then he offers him the alcohol and says, peer pressure. I cried for seven Yeah, minutes. right. I was like, yo, huh? Did say peer, peer pressure? pressure? Oh, wait, like, was he supposed to say that was in the script? <laughs> peer pressure. Peer pressure. And uh, I got a funny story about that later. But to that, just that, that the, the greatness of that scene was how quick things are given to young brothers. And how if you don't look at what's given to you, you won't know it's bad for you till you look up. You so that's the subtlety of Trey being aware of all times. Shout out Ricky. Because Ricky, Ricky don't got that. <laughs> so, um, and then also Ricky, Doughboy says that if he was in Ricky's spot, that his mom pretty much would disown him. Which is another rift. He's like, if I had a kid and a girl in my crib, moms wouldn't have it. So getting yeah. that rift between brothers, right? And we'll see it. So basically, Ricky's in the house. He's this great ad for the army. I'm going to clip this in. And he gets inspired. And he goes out uh, because his girl wants some cornmeal. He yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Trey? What's up? So, dude, why don't you go to the store for me, man, get some cornmeal? The guy the one she told to go get it. Show wife, you go get the shit. She ain't my wife, man, all right? Shit. Might as well be. Y'all got a family and shit. Tech mobile plan, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Why don't you go to the store with me? Chill, man. Let's do it. What? Nigga, don't fuck me. Fuck your wife. That's why you got a baby now. Hey, man, you big on my face, all right? What's up with Brandon? Hey, you a punk, man. Hey, yo, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, hey. Man, this family business. Hey, man, hey, hey, yo, yo, what's your problem, man? Y'all are brothers. You ain't supposed to be fighting each other. I'm gonna punk my Trey, let him die. Get off Mama's boy. Get him, Joe. Slap him. Get him, Joe. Hey, Joe. Let him fight. Get him back and forth. Brandon, Ricky and Joe go out here fight. Hey, hey, hey. Cut that out. Get off of him. Get off of him. What you let me fool? You all right? You yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm face. all right. Ricky and um, Trey rush off to go to the store to get the cornmeal. His SAT scores come in, but she, uh, Ricky doesn't hear his mom. And Doughboy's like, man, why you do that? Why you do that? And you can why tell you? it ain't the first time. And again, he wants the love. Yeah, but he doesn't, he exactly. doesn't get it. What you hit me for? What you hit me for? And then Dookie smart ass ass. Man, what she hit you for? <laughs> There's Chris, one of them, man. Yeah. Racing. Um, yeah, so they go to the store. Man, just just fuck all that shit, right? I'm going to the fucking army. That's all there's Ooh, to say. You think about doing what? Man, what are you, a damn fool? Listen, man, it's that I can learn how to work on computers and stuff. Plus, they give me money for college. Listen to you, you sound like the damn commercial. Man, what they don't tell you is that you don't belong to you no more. You belong to them. The government, like a slave or something. Listen, I got a little boy to think about, okay? I want to be like my brother, man. Hanging out and not doing shit. End up dealing Kane just like him. Listen, I want to do something with my life, all right? I want to be somebody. Listen, let me tell you something. When you join that army, you ain't going to be nobody. 
And John Singleton gets both sides. Like, look, man, I get your whole kumbaya revolutionary thing, but I ain't got the privilege you got, man. I ain't got time to be philosophizing and stuff. I got a kid. I got to do my stuff. Um, And, yeah, Ricky, Ricky's trying to do something. And, and I had my boy who joined. And he said, I didn't call you because you would have made me not join. Uh, so it's it's the brotherhood of Trey looking out for Ricky. Uh, and him like, yo, I know you. It's not for you. And Ricky's like, yeah, man, but you don't understand. And Ricky's explaining to his brother. He's not yelling at him. He's like, look, man, but this is my situation. Meet me halfway. And so as brothers, we always need to have open dialogue with one another. And not just yell opinions at one another. Share them, but open. Because Trey wasn't like, man, he Trey was like, all right. All right. Right, civil. Again, you know what I mean? Another conversation that's civil. No? Exactly. So they go to the store, and then they come back with the blood spot. And so Trey and Ricky run. And then Ricky's like split up. Trey's like, nah, Ricky's like, man, whatever. And then the sequence pretty much climb then any climaxes, Ricky getting shot. Um and yeah, it, it it still hits hard. Uh and basically he dies for getting for getting angry at someone bumping him, right? Like a lot a lot of said a target you know, targeted hit. Um and he's also in the middle of Cuban fairs. Right? Ricky is the innocent bystander. He's caught in this conflict. He just, Ferris has beef with Cube, but then he also bumped into Ricky, where he doesn't kill Cube, kills Ricky. Mm-hmm. He kills the one that's not in the game. The ones that aren't in the game are the ones that get shot the most. Yeah, bro. Yeah, no, what they say in the beginning as well, man. Bullets ain't got no names. That's what one little lady said before the time skip. Bullets ain't got no names on them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna clip that in. Shit, Rick! Oh, what a relief and shit. Let's go. Alright, wait a minute, man. Let's split up. No, man, I don't think we should do that. I mean, if we gotta throw some heads, I think it'd be better if we're together. Oh, man, them fools ain't gonna wanna do nothing, man. They're just showing out and shit. Cool. I'm out of here. Yeah, so Cube and the crew, they come and pick up Trey and Ricky's body, take it to the house. Mama! 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 Give me the bag. Give me the bag. Give me the 
don't need to be seeing this. Reggie, please wake up. Mom. It's a sad, sad, well-directed shot and acted scene. Uh, it's chaotic. Everybody's screaming. Um, and Doughboy still trying to be a brother wants to take his nephew away. He said, give me the baby. Give me the baby. You don't need to be seeing this. You don't need to be traumatized. I didn't save Ricky. I can save the baby. Save his legacy. Uh, and the mom and uh, Brenda and Doughboy have a moment until she starts spazzing and blames Doughboy for what did you Why do? did you do? What did you do? And Trey has to pull her off it. Yeah. And Dope was like, damn. And we're going to clip this in. It's just, it's a great scene. And Trey's like, yo, meet me in my crib in five minutes. Man, come on. And like what we were just saying a little while ago, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trey knows, knows who to call. He said, yo, if I need to get something done like this, I'm sure he knew in the back of his mind because he knew, you know what I mean? Doughboy's the guy I got to call if when something goes down. If nothing's ever had to go down. But in this situation, yo. Come to my house. Yeah. Yeah, man. And he gets Furious's gun, the same gun that he uh, didn't shoot the intruder with seven years ago. And Furious takes the gun away from him, but Trey ultimately sneaks out. Uh, and a great scene. They're riding. Monster is loading the semi-auto AK-47, right? And uh, Trey is like, let me out. Let me out, yo, man. No Come on, because no he's had that. Go ahead, man. I ain't mad. No, you good, you good. Because it's like, yo, he had time to think about it. He say, yo, he say, he say, let me out. Let me out, man. Go ahead. You know, uh, and then meanwhile, we see that Ricky got a 710 on his SAT, which meant he would have went to college. Just barely, man. He just barely, barely went above it, man. And Come on. It's that juxtaposition makes it even sadder, that brooding sense of, of the results of actions. And so... Ice Cube, you know, Doughboy kind of is like, nah. And then Trey is like, let me out. Doe, let me out. Doughboy pulls over. Trey gets out, goes to the bus stop. And then, which is brotherly, Doe understands, and he'll say it later, but Doe does understand that Trey ain't about the life. And so as a brother, he couldn't protect his own brother, so he needs to protect his brother that's not bound by blood. And so he lets Trey out. Good brotherhood. Great brother. Great brother. Uh, now, it's mixed because Monster and Dookie are with Doughboy, so they're being good brothers. But the bad thing is, is that they're condoning the violence that Doughboy wants to do on Ferris and the Bloods. Justifiable, yes, but they don't make any instance of, look, man, maybe we should do this or look like there's nothing, like, nothing's going to happen. And so... We can support our brothers, but we can also hold them accountable. There isn't like a give or take. Like I can roll with Lottie. I can also tell him that ain't it, blood. Like that ain't it, bro. Like easy. be easy. You can do two and one. Like brotherhood isn't one dimension. Right. It isn't exactly. ride or die. It's ride. Let's try not to die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <man>. God bless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. I mean, I feel that. And I definitely say on the personal note. Watching the scene of, you know, Ricky getting killed, you know, and Trey saying, you know, what I mean, come to my house, you know, what I mean, you know, we gonna do, you know, it was in me that I had to kind of catch myself. And I was like, man, I hope, you know, what I mean, from Doughboy and them get them boys, you know, what I mean, where it's like, okay, well, hold on, I gotta check in with myself now, you know, what I mean, because this did go down, but I don't feel like peace is an option right now, you know. So when I think of that, I think of just the inert. Or immediate emotion. So when I look at Dookie and Chris and them, you know, they were rolling in that inert, immediate emotion of we need to kill these cats. 
you know, whereas um, Trey, you know what I mean? He took time to think about it. He took some breaths and say, yo, nah, nah, I know how I feel, but no, no. Even if he didn't have an answer of how this needs to be solved, he knew that the answer right now was no. Oh, you're right. And um, no, no, you're absolutely right. And um, again, it goes back to earlier when Doughboy reacted violently to the kids when he took his brother's ball. Violence begets violence, which is the theme. It's a never-ending cycle, which Doughboy will say at the end of the movie. So they keep looking for the bloods, but they can't find them. So they pull up to a burger joint and find the bloods. We were just having a small, slow conversation. And another thing, Fred, when you go get your hair cut, that shit is stripped. It look like something from 1983, dude. Fuck you, nigga. Ain't nobody <laughs> cutting my hair, man. I'm like Samson. My strength is in my hair. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, nigga, what's up with that babe you been talking to? Fuck that bitch. Boy, scared. <laughs> nah, he ain't scared. He just young. I'm dumb. <laughs> ketchup on the phone. Yeah, man, why you put all that ketchup on there? Why are you worried about it, fool? My fries. What you gonna do tonight, man? We going to see your girl? No, I'm going to see my girl. You going on with this part? There you go, right there. Turn off the lights. Hit the lights, nigga. And they proceed to murder them. We'll do a drive-by. Come on, check that motherfucker out. Killed Ricky, Doughboy finishes him off, and then Doughboy runs up to Ferris. Ferris is like, I didn't do it, man. What you want to do? I didn't do it, man. Right, I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't and Doughboy just ass- assassination and then rolls in the car. Um, you see, like, he's emotionless. He, yeah. He just has no kind of recognition. All It's like Terminator. And it's played like a horror movie because it's some scary stuff, man. Like, and it's and it's interesting because the bloods are just talking, right? Like Johnson kind of humanizes them in a way. They're just having a conversation about making fun of dude's hair, talking about a girl. They're regular people in a sense. Come on. And they're all like we saw Doe. Doe's this conflicted, cool kind of dude, but they're these humans that are kill. They're killers apparently. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that Ferris didn't even pull the trigger himself. He had someone else do it. So that's not good brotherhood. You're going to use your brother to do something for you that's bad. Come on, bro. Right? Come on. Yeah, and the roles are interchangeable, you know. Because like you said, it's a cycle. So then next is going to be Doughboy's group at the ice cream parlor having the same conversation, talking about characters that we know. You know what I mean? And then somebody gets a drop on them. So, I mean, yeah, no, John Singleton really did make it a point as to we're able to connect to these characters. But, you know, in these circumstances of violence begetting violence, these places are interchangeable. Mm. You know what I mean? If that's what you want to be, then you're going to be them next. You're next. Oof, this movie's crazy. Man, you telling me, boy. Uh, <laughs> so, we cut the uh, tray, comes outside. Uh, and the Doughboy comes out with a 40. It's like 8 a.m. He's drinking alcohol, which is another subtextual layer. 
Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. You can't skip my favorite scene in the movie. You can't skip my favorite scene. Trey coming home. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. That's um, my favorite scene, bro. Yeah, yeah, so Trey ends up coming back, and they have this, like, great silent moment between him and his father, but then his father just slams the door on him, and Trey just basically just collapses on his bed. Um, like, they know, Trey, he furious is mad, but he's glad that Trey's back, and Trey's like, I'm sorry, but he didn't do anything. And we can kind of infer that it's the air has been cleared once Trey wakes up in the morning. Um, so yes, really? Is it what? I'll, I'll definitely say that we, we can end it, man. <laughs> man, I say, bro, because I find myself every time I see that part, I keep screaming at the screen like, yo, say something. Furious, Trey didn't do nothing, bro. Because right. You can see, you can see his eyes because he knows that Trey left. You know what I mean? The fact that he came back, the only thing that he can assume is yo, he went out and killed somebody. Right. You know what I mean? So that's and that's the last that we see of Furious in the movie, you know? So I mean we're left with that taste in our mouth of yo, at least how I interpreted it. That yo, Furious thinks until Trey tells him explicitly, yeah. Furious thinks that Trey killed somebody. So but yo, we know that he didn't. Right. Which is a great inference of, you know, your teachings did work. That mother and mother and father, you know what I mean, uh, uh co-op worked on Trey. And though they don't know explicitly what he's doing, we know that everything, you know what I mean, worked out. So, I mean, that's just, that's why it's my favorite scene because it's that ambiguous of, I mm. wish he knew. We know what he don't, you know. And until that's cleared, we don't know if he'll ever know or ever believe him that he didn't do nothing. So that's, I just want to say that. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think eventually they obviously cleared the air. Um, but yeah, you was good. Like I said, foreshadowing, right? Because he's kind of like, did my son make the decision? But I think Furious is looking him over and kind of realizing he didn't do it. And nice. then he kind of slams the door because he's like, but I'm still kind of pissed. <laughs> and I think that also Furious's character, Furious is like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to hurt my son. But like, he could kind of sense that, you know, like, man, you, you a virgin or something? He kind of sensed, he, he was like, nah, you ain't doing it. <laughs> like, he, Furious, Furious kind of questioning his fatherhood a little bit. Mm. Was Reeve, was was Reeve right? Are you right? Like, should I have sent him back? If she, if I sent him back, he wouldn't have been in this. Come on, human, human, bro. Ain't nobody too left or too right in this movie. You know what I mean? Especially Furious and especially Doughboy, two ends of the spectrum. They're not all the way at the end. Mm. I love it. So we have uh, Ice Cube's finest acting. Like, no, literally, it's not a joke. This is his best role. I mean, I don't know what it is because Jingleton had him in mind, but I'm going to clip this whole thing because I really can't do it justice. What's up? What's up? Yo, cuz. I, I know why you got the call last night. It shouldn't have been there in the first place. You don't want that shit to come back to haunt you. I've been up this early in a long time. Turned on the TV this morning. Had this shit on about. About living in a violent, a violent world. Showed all these foreign places. Foreigners living on. Started thinking, man. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. All this foreign shit. I ain't have shit on my brother, man. <laughs> I ain't got no brother. Got no mother neither. She loved that fool more than she loved me. Doughboy. 
Got some blow, got some rock? Get the fuck out my face! Keep them goddamn babies out the street. Y'all get them? I don't even know how I feel about it neither, man. Shit just goes on and on, you know. Next thing you know, somebody might try to smoke me. Don't matter, though. We all gotta go sometime, huh? Seem like they are. Punch from wrong clock on Rick, though, man. Mm. I gotta go, cuz. Hey, Doe. What's up? You still got one brother left, man. Doughboy goes to sit with Trey on his porch and he talks about the news and how they talk about violence all over the world, but they don't talk about what happens in South Central. He talks about no one cares. Um, and which is a, the biggest, was another theme of no one else cares about the hood, so everybody in the hood is going to have to care about each other. That's why Furious <clears throat> says we have to care about each other because they're just going to keep doing liquor stores and gentrifying and cutting gun stores and putting drugs in our community. No one cares. No one talks about it. So we have to talk about it. We have to make a big deal about it. That's the brotherhood. We have to pull each other up. We have to educate each other. It's the only way we're going to make things work. We see all the organizations that succeeded and eventually failed, but the succession, the success was we had to pull each other up. We didn't wait for some savior, for some uh, prophet, right? The leaders right. came up. Malcolm came up. He learned. Martin right. came up. He learned, right? You know, Shirley Chisholm came up. Marion yeah. McLeod uh, Bethune came up, like right? Yep. Um, you know, Harry Tubman came up. Like, the leaders come up. We need them, but they come up from us. They're, they're not mm -hmm. just, we got to start treating leaders like they're going to come from the sky. They, right. they're, they come in furious. They look like us. They're regular folks. They just happen, people listen to them. Right, um, so that's that's one of the things. Then he also says like, I don't have a brother or a mother. We can kind of guess like the mom just just like forget it, and we kind of really get inside Doughboy's life, which is lonely. Like Doughboy's lonely. We can kind of figure out maybe that's why he acts out, maybe that's why he talks the way he does, because that's kind of a defense mechanism, right? You can only imagine what happened to him in jail, in juvie, yeah. right? From jail then adult, the juvie then adult jail. Hell no. It's like, what happened to him? What does he What did he see? What did he have to do? Right? You know, the language, the drinking, maybe it's just a reaction to Come trauma. Well, and he just killed somebody, too. Yeah, yeah. He just killed somebody, <laughs> yeah. and he even says it. He's like, oh, you know how to feel about that, man. It's just going to keep on going. Somebody going to smoke me. Mm -hmm. Uh. And uh, before Doughboy goes back to his crib, Trey's like, Doe, you still got one brother left. Which hammers in is that brotherhood is not just about blood. It's about wanting to do better. It's about support. Trey's a real brother. Gold star. Trey's cool. a gold star brother. And it ends with increase the peace. And that pretty much ends the movie. Um... And it was Columbia Pictures. That's the lady with the Liberty John. That's what I thought. Pictures. But uh, yeah, man, anything you want to say and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely do find um, the scenes that are like before the end credits very powerful yeah. as far as, you know, where everybody ended up. Um, you know, yeah. Doughboy was eventually killed, you know. Um, you know, so the cycle continues, of course. Um, Trey and Brandy went to Morehouse and Spelman. 
I can't remember anybody else. What happened to anybody else? But yeah, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I definitely did like that a lot. Um, to where of we're able to see the results of everybody's decisions culminate. You know, and though we don't have to see it literally cinematographized, right. <laughs> we can we get we're able to look at the results and say, okay, that makes sense. That's why Trey got out the car. You know what I mean? That's a result of the old boy killing these guys. You know what I mean? And everything that happened. So no, it it comes out with a nice bow on top, even if everybody's end wasn't as good. It all made sense. So this movie is beautiful, amazing, incredible. Definitely something I'd show my kids. Because um, again, you know, I can I could probably test for both of us. We just both showed this before the age of ten, most likely before the age no. of seven. Nah, I saw this on my own when I was 13, bro. Whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> nah. Let me speak to myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one on call right now and seeing this at the age of five, six years old. <laughs> yeah, nah, yo. <laughs> I didn't understand it, but, you know, I watched it all the way through and I had it explained to me. But seeing it as an adult now definitely hammers in a lot of things that I mm. didn't know at six, that I didn't know at 15, that I didn't know at 19. And the meaning will keep increasing as I um, grow up, as it would do for not just like we said, not only black media, but media in general. This is timeless. So beautiful movie. Hey, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah, it's a timeless movie. Great themes, great messages. It holds up uh, and it still has the heart and emotion. Uh, the story is there. <laughs> the story is there. It's compelling. It's entertaining. And it builds up. To again, one of the most iconic climaxes, un, un iconic climaxes in uh, movie history, uh, especially in the '90s and especially in black culture. So, yeah, uh, what did you guys think of Boys in the Hood? You saw it for the first time, rewatching it. Let us know. Uh, yeah, this was a great time. This is the last episode of the Ties More Brotherly Saga. We will be going into Monster of the Week and having some guests here and there so it's not just me or Lottie, even though i know you guys love us well uh, uh, <laughs> that beautiful chocolate minty voice on that man come on come on man i can listen to that i listen to that part of those <laughs> 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 you think his voice is nice man you should see him <coughs> all right man. All right, man. thank you thank you thank you okay <laughs> but yeah stay tuned for uh, a different kind of topics, more content, more guests. And yeah, well, Lottie, will you take us out? Of course. Well, as you all know, this has been another episode of Menstruction, the place where the men of today build the structures for the men of tomorrow. We love each and every one of you. Peace. <laughs>